Well, welcome to Chucked, season two. Uh, we have a very special Chuck today. Um, we have some guests who were with us at the Provoke gathering this morning, Ryan and AJ Hawk. For those of you who are not from our area, we, um, we have two really cool representatives of our community. Uh, Ryan and AJ both played football at the Division One level. Uh, AJ played professionally in the NFL. Ryan played professionally in the Arena League. But they're also great representatives of, of Centerville High School, former Elks, or once an Elk, always an Elk. And uh, so Austin and I are going to talk to them today about the dynamic of their lives, brothers, um, the dynamic that Keith and Judy Hawk brought into their life, uh, their parents, in, uh, in the youth sports arena. So Oz, what hit you this morning as you were listening to that last 20 minutes mm-hmm. when we were talking about Keith and Judy, what is your takeaway? As an athlete, for those of you who don't know Austin's story, as an athlete who, who you were hurt by, I mean, it, it did some damage to you, the, the, the youth sports culture. Mm-hmm. What was your takeaway from this morning? Well, I saw the the ownership of the pie that you talked about, which uh, the 15%, you could explain that better than I could, but the ownership of the pie and how much a parent, if he has more than 15% in that pie, it's it's too much. And um, so I think I saw that, I heard that play out in your guy's life, you know, mm-hmm. in our work here, I, I just see the op- the other side of it, where it's just too much. Or, mm-hmm. um, so it was really uh, uh, rich to see the other side of that pie played out. And I'm sure there was some ups and downs through the, the parenting and the childhood and everything. But um, hearing the through your words, through your um, honesty, the um, what it looks like when uh, kids own their uh, their sporting and their mm-hmm. their athletics. AJ, tell that story if you would about the contrast of you getting your dad up versus your dad getting you up to work. So yeah, I uh, people always would ask us, "What do you? What did your parents do?" We have three boys in our family, and. All of us at least played through high school, and they always assumed that our dad was uh, out there every single day making us do things. And I always said it was complete opposite. And, but I would, at times, nudge my dad at 3 in the morning if I wanted to shoot free throws. And he would roll out of bed and sit there, and he'd rebound for me while I'm shooting free throws. And I, didn't, I don't know if I've even thought about that where I said this morning to where it wasn't like he was waking me. I never really tied those two together until today. To where I, I realized mm-hmm. how messed up that dynamic would be if my dad was trying to wake me up in the middle of the night to come out there and work on whatever it may be, football, basketball, whatever sport your your parents want you to excel at. And I just cannot imagine how different my life would have been if, if he was the one waking me up and I wasn't the one nudging him and he would not even blink an eye and never ask a question. He would... Okay, yeah, we're, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to be rebounding here for the next hour and a half. Yeah, And I was talking to your mom and dad afterward, and they said, oh, yeah, AJ was a live wire. Had we pushed, there's no way. There's no way it would have happened. Um, Ryan, your take on that, because you are brothers, but like most brothers, you're different. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the, the kind of the, the, the... How that affected you, yeah. how your parents parented you certainly um i mean one of the examples you need pushed more um no i one reason i was doing that is because i was trying to be like him and my older brother (laughs) yeah okay yeah it wasn't like anyone had to push me and they didn't they never told me that they never told me what to do but i just watched them and thinking 
oh, that's the where they are is the pinnacle. So mm-hmm. I just do whatever yeah. I could to get there. Yeah, I, I think a- AJ and I have a lot of similarities in our I th- the word he uses consistency. I think we are both. Um, as Jim Collins would say, productively paranoid about being consistent in our behavior and our actions and our habits. What we do now is, as dads and husbands. Um, so I think we learn that though from watching our parents and and, and kids will most they're more likely to follow what you do than what you say. And so you have to model that behavior on a daily basis. And that's what they did for us. And that's what we're trying to do. And we certainly have moments of failure um, along the way, like all of us. But I think that was the critical part is thinking about, and I mentioned this to you as well, being intentional with your beliefs, your thoughts, and certainly your actions, because your, your kids, they are very perceptive. They're very smart and they see what's going on. And so it's, 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 what you do is so impactful and we're just lucky because it's truly a lottery. I mean, we won the lottery and that's yeah. we didn't do anything yeah. to deserve that. We didn't, we just, right. that's just where we were born. We're born in America with great parents. And that's, yeah. I think we realize that uh, as you get some maturity and you get a little bit older, you realize how lucky you are and you try to make the most of, of that great opportunity you've been given. Yeah. Uh, what is something you would have done differently? AJ, you first uh, d- done differently in your athletic career. If you had to do it over again, is there anything you go, yep, you would have done this differently? Um, nothing off the top of the, I can't think of anything off the top of my head I would have changed. I can go if you want me to yeah. help well, out. I can try. So yeah. I think the, the difference for me, AJ is probably a more self-motivated hard worker than I think if we, it, we don't like to make comparisons, but I think if you think about it, here's why I say that. When I got to college, I did not have as great of coaching as I had in high school. And I realized that that coaching, that push, I actually needed that. I don't know if at that age I was self-motivated enough. I probably worked pretty hard in college, as hard as most people. In high school, I worked harder than everybody else because I was pushed so much, at least the people I competed against. And I noticed that difference. I wasn't as confident when I played because I, I didn't think I've worked harder than everybody I'm playing against. I thought I've probably worked about the same as them. And I, whereas I think AJ didn't necessarily need that. Um, he was fortunate to have it with Coach Trussell, but I don't think he needed that. It was just innately within him or he developed it somehow to whereas for me, I worked pretty hard, but probably not hard enough. And and you look at our results, the level of success in mine as a quarterback in college and, and, and everything he's done, and they're dramatically different. And I mm. think you can probably tie it back. At least one of the components was was that for me. So I, I do regret that a little bit about the fact that I didn't mature enough or I felt like I, did, I needed somebody else when I should have been able to figure that out myself. Yeah. When we talked this morning a little bit about, just briefly about grit, and I want to touch on that a little bit more now, because I know you're an Angela Duckworth fan. Sure. Her research on grit is so encouraging to those of us who had to be overachievers, right? Um, how much How much did your, you had a pretty severe knee injury in high school. Mm-hmm. How much did that factor in to the rest of your career, the bounce back? Yeah, so my senior year, the f- First game of the season, I believe. I was already committed to Ohio State. I, I tore my PCL on my knee, which isn't like, considered crazy severe for people at times. But with a PCL, they don't repair them. They have to fix them. They kind of heal up on their own. But I had to go get a scope, get cartilage cleaned out of my knee. And at the moment, at that time, it was the biggest deal in the world for me. I'm thinking they're going to pull my scholarship. What's going on here? I'm hurt. I'm going to miss part of my senior season. 
And a lot of people were telling me just just ride it out, take take the rest of your senior season off, get healthy for for Ohio State. And I went to work right away with after my surgery and was rehabbing all week. I had to fight with doctors to get cleared. And I think I played my last three or four high school games that season with a knee brace on. But that definitely, it's it's like a one of those blessing in disguises. Yeah. I didn't. Obviously, I still that set the tone where I, I had consistently had surgeries for the next four or five years, and my one just one of my knees continued to take more cartilage out. But it taught me how to take care of myself and how to like be consistent with taking care of your body and taking care of everything else. I met a great guy, Jamie Rodman, throughout that process, a physical therapist who I still see today when I have any kind of physical issues. I would, I've flown back from Green Bay to see this guy during the week if I had something really going on that he just would know how local? to fix me up. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. local. And I met him after my surgery. My mom introduced me to him because he worked downstairs at the doctor's office. And I think – that it was great for me to where it was something I always had to manage. My knee, I knew it was a different time. Like I mean, every day it was going to be painful, some days more than others. But it actually taught me how to handle other injuries because mm. I've, I've played with guys where they've just been smooth sailing their whole whole life, really. No real big issues at all. And then all of a sudden they have one small surgery. I, I can think of one guy off the top of my head. I'm not going to say his name, but I remember. I couldn't believe I watched him. He, it was a, he was a great player for a while. Had one knee scope, just and a knee scope is nothing compared to what other surgeries you can have. They take some cartilage out. You have a little flap floating around. They take it out. Usually three or four weeks, you're back in the lineup. This guy never had a surgery in his life. He gets one knee scope, and he literally only maybe played two or three games ever again in his career because he never felt right. He never felt 100%. And I think for me, that's all I knew was yeah. I was 100%. I, I, okay, when I was 14, maybe I was 100%. So mm. it taught me how to manage things and not and be able to play through anything and i think that was one of the biggest things because with my knee i had to manage that at all times where i didn't nothing really bothered me i saw guys that never had that adversity young they couldn't handle it when they got older yeah that's interesting to me because you know what we say is bad is bad but it becomes a part of the good and i remember i don't i didn't remember that that was at the beginning of your senior year did you ever have a ryan did you ever have a an injury or a setback that you go, yeah, I look back to that, to the, that was a little bit of a Maginot line that I crossed and how I handled that. And and now, especially as, as you you, yeah. you know Angela Duckworth's research sure. so well, that you go, oh, okay, I see why that was so important. So, so you know, AJ and my dad helped me move to Miami um, uh, the day after I graduated high school because I wanted to... I wanted to come to campus, and, and, and one of the other reasons why is because one of the other quarterbacks Miami had signed was Ben Roethlisberger, and Ben had just come oh, off yeah, an I've incredible, heard of yeah, incredible seniors year, and and so my goal was I'm going to be the only freshman on campus and try to outwork him, and I wanted to learn every single teammate's name prior to, to, to camp starting when all the other freshmen would be there, and I also wanted to earn respect through my work, right? So let me work out every day. AJ did the same thing in Ohio State. I'm going to work out every day. I'm not going to say a lot, but I'm they're just going to respect my work and. So that happened, but what I learned, uh, it took about two years, what I learned was all of that work, um, everything I could put into it, um, still wasn't enough. I mean, at times you're still going to have to run into situations that for whatever reason, somebody else is just better than you. And Ben is just a flat out at that time and currently is a flat out better player than I was. He performed better than me. Now we battled it out. 
every day for two full years. So think about that daily wow. stress, whether it's in the classroom, in the weight room, which wasn't really a competition, but everywhere else it was. And on, the, and on the practice field, every single day, it was a highly, it, I've never been in a more stressful environment in my life because I, I so badly want to be the starter because I thought in this offense, if I am the starter, I'm going to go to the NFL. I really believe that. Mm. And Ben proved that to be true. And so I thought that those two years of stress, of competition, nothing has come close to that still to this That's day. And nothing before me. that. Even Age and I would play and compete, play ping pong, tennis, every sport you can imagine. And it was different because we had a love. We rooted for each other. We still do. In this case, I wasn't rooting for Ben. I was rooting for him to play bad i honestly right. was and i yeah. feel bad admitting yeah. that but you know how it is when you're the sure. backup yeah and so anyway he beat me out and i was stuck left with this this really uh, precarious position what should i do do i just say okay i'm going to be the backup quarterback am i going to move positions and i elected to do the third option was to try to go start somewhere else mm -hmm. and so i had to pick up and leave all of my friends all the names that i learned all of my best friends you know your freshman dorm mm -hmm. in college everybody remembers that and had to leave and go to ou and i and and so that's where i finished and i i really uh i think it was just a good experience for me to go through even though i hated it at the time to have to leave all of your friends to have to get beat out for a job so mm -hmm. your pride is crushed crushed you know and mm -hmm. and there's only one quarterback in play at a time and i had to, I had to pick up and yeah. leave and i you know and, and to admit that defeat uh failure is tough man especially when you're 20 years old it's a tough tough thing to go through but really glad now looking back that you know that's part of my story well see I, both of those are to me are powerful as pipe in here because i just i grit is everything to me you know it's it just that you guys embody that people look at your lives, and they think, well, they they were gifted athletes who were blessed to play at Centerville and all this, and they don't realize the grit that is behind all of that. Even what you're doing now, Ryan, with your new career, Oz, fire away here. What do you, what what's your take well, on this? Well, I think I and listeners can Google your you know college and NFL careers. So I want to know what is the most what is the fondest memory of your childhood, and what's the most damaging memory of your childhood as it applies to youth sports. I can't Google that. F yeah. Fondest. Okay. So Agent and I got to play together for two years mm -hmm. in high school. I mean, that, that's by far yeah. the, the, the greatest And memories. you guys were rocking it back then. Yeah, we, and we had a lot of success. Watch. It was, was fun. And it was, it was for me as, a, as an older brother to see a younger brother as a freshman come in and not just play together, but be an integral part. He was all, first team all Southwest Ohio as a, true, as a freshman. Mm -hmm. Like come in and dominate at a young age. There's nothing better. I mean, they're mm. truly for two years we got to do that, have a lot of success, and not only that, but we drove to to practice every day together. We drove to every workout together every day. After practice, we would go to premier and lift together afterwards. And I remember AJ be sleeping in the car out of exhaustion from the whole day of work, but we're still going to go get another lift in. So I think those moments for me are what I think is the the highest high. Yeah, the it's tough to top that for highest high. Not only did I get to play. At center, when I when you're young, you look at playing football at Centerville. That's the that's the mm. pinnacle. I never thought of anything past that ever until probably my junior senior year of high school. So getting to play in Ryan being the starting quarterback, I got to play running back too, as well as defense. We he knows we got we were playing a team and some dude was laying and grinding away at his leg. We got in a like a fight on the field <sighs> and we ripped him off. And then Ryan ran broke like 50 tackles and scored afterwards. That was awesome. Yep. And we also got in. 
in a great fight in a seven-on-seven <laughs> passing league, yeah. and it was just a great moment. Uh, a great something moment. happened. It was a non-contact. You're just wearing helmets in, a, in the summer. We'd have these summer leagues. Yeah, I don't remember what team it was against. I think it was uh, Wayne or CJ. And it was maybe. a legit brawl, and yeah. it was awesome. And I... <laughs> Spoken a like a time. linebacker. And something, something happened where they were getting too physical with us. Yeah, we got so naturally our teammates got too physical with them, and then it was just on. And I lost my mind, and it was just fun. It really was, and it was my grandpa was there to watch it. Our dad, and I don't know what they were thinking on the uh, side. Well, I remember you guys were on defense at that time. I was on. Uh, on the sidelines watching and that the fight breaks out and I see guys going after you, multiple guys going after him and my and my quarterback coach does this like where he pins me you know with both my arms and I'm strapping up my helmet because I'm still thinking whatever but I like jacked my quarterback coach to say get out of here there's no way like you, leaders yeah. go first we talk about yeah. this there's no way I'm not getting in this yeah. thing and we had it was crazy now our coaches coach Allery yeah. ran us to death after that yeah, fight right, right but it was it was a good moment like it was so a that team, was the most damaging it a, moment it was a team yeah. it was, it was, a, yeah, it was a team building moment it was a defining moment it was a defining moment even for the team because coach what I think what happened we we had that fight and then we had to play another game after yeah. like another yeah. scrimmage and we got killed i think because we were just so confused and excited about this fight and coach just ran us to death we we continued to run i don't know how long it was like a movie watching how <laughs> watch how long we ran but then even the next day i remember the next morning or the next workout we had as a team the, the you could tell talking to the coaches they're like we don't obviously it's not acceptable it should not have yeah. happened but it was a great moment for this team, mm -hmm. a bonding moment where you're not going to let your teammates get pushed around. And they, well, I think what started, I still Sam Block, my yeah. linebacker buddy, went and someone hit like it always in those non-contacts. Someone always hit somebody, so it was getting chippy. Sam went and like pushed the guy down, I believe, and then I saw him start to come after Sam, so I went and I like jumped on a guy on Sam's back or something, and I fell, and then I had just a swarm of dudes on top of me <laughs> from the other team. And so I just remember turning around with my helmet still on as it's getting ripped off, and I was wearing metal-tipped cleats, and I'm just kicking everything I can see. <laughs> I'm kicking for anything, trying to survive with 10 dudes on top of me. But then I can hear Ryan and our other teammates. We had some offensive linemen that were there just watching, just ripping dudes oh, off wow. of them. And it was just one of those moments where no one really got seriously hurt, I don't think. But it was um, – I don't know. Sometimes those things are – you can turn them into a positive. I was going to say, as coaches, you, it's like, okay, we got to punish you guys, discipline mm -hmm. you. Sure. But like I bet it. Coach Oler's there's a bonding experience of, that happens yeah, over there. There's nothing right. worse than watching. Can you imagine if everyone, Ryan, everyone just stayed in the sidelines? How would we have felt as a defense? Like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm getting jumped here by 10 guys, and I have my own team is just standing there. Oh, I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, I can't come out there. there so, go. no, that's this. Although it is not an ideal situation, it's sometimes it's needed. Staying in your childhood. I, in Provoke, I heard a lot of how you were satisfied with your father in, in different ways, different methods. How, how were you afraid of him? What were you unsatisfied with him? I think I was... More afraid of our mom? Yeah, but I, we were afraid of our dad when he got... You knew when he got oh, yeah. really mad. It was it was well, bad what would you deal. Do? So we... <laughs> We're lucky. I always tell my parents now, like, man, like, you guys are so lucky. We were great kids. <laughs> we didn't do it. We were did, we were so boring and vanilla. Like we just literally yeah. did so we drive and lift. And I was more scared of getting in trouble and them taking like being suspended for a, a football game or a basketball game where I didn't get into anything in high school. I was scared mm -hmm. to even be at a party almost mm -hmm. if, if there heard there was drinking there. 
And why did you? Why were you like you just? Wouldn't, you didn't want to disappoint them. I think yeah, it was? it was them and everything. I felt like your whole future's over because of our dad. He so one instant that I would talk about, we would hit golf balls out of our backyard one time, <laughs> and we hit them, and I guess we we're hitting them farther than we thought, and they were hitting the street, and they were renting to a neighbor's yard, and a cop car came to our house, and our dad was out of town working during this that the day. It was in the summer, yeah. and this cop car came, and the cop was completely cool and didn't care. He's like, hey. Just want to let you know, there's this neighbor who said golf balls are landing in her yard, and she has kids and stuff. So just can you please just not hit him? We're like, we're scared, and we're like, yeah, of course, of course. And we went in. Our mom was super mad, so we went and apologized to the lady. Ryan handled it very, very well. I stood there silent, and he apologized for all of us. And we, um, sorry, we just didn't know we were that good at golf. I guess we're awesome. And, uh, but she called. Our mom called our dad, he and he. Lost his wow. mind saying, yeah, sort of Ryan, you're, Miami is going to pull your scholarship right because he was already committed to Miami. Miami's pulling your scholarship. Coach Hep is he's done with oh, you. Wow. You're done. AJ, don't even think about going to college now. And I was like, he had Life me believe over, <laughs> He had us believe it. And then he That's took everything. He, anything that we did have, he took our AOL gone. internet messenger. <laughs> I took like the, the wheels. I had decent wheels yeah. in my car. Those got taken took off. Like wheels, oh, everything. Wow. Like it was, it was a, it was For a, a golf ball incident. So <laughs> we, yeah. when you, you knew when he, <laughs> you, he's very calm all the time. But when he, maybe he felt like this was just one of those moments when he can assert himself yeah. and let us know that you don't, don't slip up at all. But that was one thing. Oh, really yeah, scared. Our, our grandpa too, Grand, uh, Dean Hawk, who's actually the mayor of Sabina. Yeah. He has a lot of pride in our family name, and he he made sure to communicate with that. That he tells us the history of Hawk name and and all the people that have oh, come cool. before us. And and one of the things, and either him or my dad or both mentioned at times was now that you guys are a little bit in the spotlight. If you do something wrong, they're going to write about it in the newspaper. They write about all the good stuff that happens, so they're going to write about mm. it. And I was deathly afraid of having something negative written about our last name wow. in the newspaper. Yeah. That meant a lot. It still does. It meant a lot to me to say if 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 Ryan Hawk or AJ Hawk did something stupid because yeah. you read about it all the time, and it it really so it almost was out of fear that I didn't want that to happen. Whether it was in high school, in college, after college, I so badly did not want like he's arrested or got a DUI mm -hmm. or things like that because it would then make them look bad. And I was very worried. I still I still feel this way, worried about about potentially disparaging our last name, which which I, I think highly of, and we try to That's share really that cool. now with, with our kids. There's an old, I don't know if you guys ever remember the old show, The Waltons, where there's a famous scene in The Waltons where Papa Walton says to John Boy when he's leaving, remember who you are. Yeah. You know, that's all he had to say to him. Remember who you are. You guys right. brought up that word pride. And now that your initial careers are over, your, the, the football careers for both of you, how is making your father and mother proud still playing out in your life? Is that something you still are attached to? I hear that that, there, that drove a lot, quite a bit, in, in, yeah. in growing up through your initial career. Does that still, is that shadow still there? Is it still attached to it? Is it still a positive driving force? Is it something that um, you, is your north? For me, yeah, it's definitely still a positive, not, a, not like a fear-based mm -hmm. driving force, but as Ryan said, I think all the stuff going back to high school and not getting in trouble or whatever, that was all just fear for me, fear of... Mm -hmm. Like you said, being in the paper and so what changed that having fear your from grandparents you? have to 
ask you what happened. Mm-hmm. What you what changed? What changed that fear to into something that's more of a positive driving force? It's positive for sure, but still, I have the fear of doing something to disparage your family name. And now it's kids as well. My kids, I, this is my son, my five-year-old yesterday, we always see cops driving on the road and I tell them, try to explain to them what cops are there to help us. But this person, oh, why is it, why are the lights on dad? And I say, they got in trouble, they're speeding. And my son said, dad, what, did you ever get arrested? And I was like, man, I'm really glad I haven't been arrested. Yeah. This is tough to explain to my five-year-old. Yeah. Obviously, you can, you can try to, you, I, every mistake I've made, which I've made plenty, I do explain that I dad's made a lot of mistakes and I, but I've learned from them, but I don't think it's a fear based thing as much. There's still, there's definitely still fear there though, to where I wouldn't want to have to, you kidding me? I wouldn't want to have to call my parents if I got a DUI or something happened. Mm. I still would be horrified to have mm. to hear from them. And my dad's not going to sit there and bring me out and go crazy, but he'll be disappointed big time. And his parents, <laughs> Dean Hawk, the mayor of Sabina, my <laughs> grandma, they would definitely be asking well aj's going off the rails like they would i fear that i really do do your feelings of your dad concerning all of that does that reflect or does that display any kind of feelings that you would feel for some divine father some distant deity Uh, i I, that's an interesting question i um i think our family has set a really high bar Hmm. um so there's, I don't know if, if, if there's even a way to see it or touch it or feel it. So in a, in a way, like I, I just feel not a pressure, but a feeling of always wanting to make them proud. Our whole family are both my brothers. And, and so especially because my parents lived that success and everyone has different de- definitions of that. But uh, so I think about that every day, I would say in all of our actions, mm. as far as what I do, what I do with my family, with my wife, like my, my, my um, parents have had a really great marriage. I want to do the same thing, been mm. great parents. I want to do the same thing. And I, I think all three of us, if you our older brother as well, my older brother, AJ's um, in the, uh, the youngest, I'm in the middle. Um, I think we just, we think about that constantly. And so that high bar, I think at times could be pressure and cause people to maybe do something bad. But for us, I don't know. So far, it's been okay, yeah. and it's it's helped us strive to do greater things. Well, let me transition to the last question. Speaking of deity, uh, Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. um, because in Green Bay, he's deity. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. right. um, so I asked a question to provoke this morning. La- one game, you got to win in their primes, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Both of you said Aaron Rodgers. That's who I would say. I, I, I can remember Super Bowl two. Like I so I I can I mean I go back, I can remember he's the best I've ever seen. Hmm. Uh, and I you know, Brady deserves that to me and that because of what he's accomplished. But if I had one quarterback, Aaron Rodgers is unbelievable. He also didn't go to Michigan, so Yeah, that's true. Done. That's true. So that, <laughs> that helps. You know, there's a little there's a, I try to prove my objectivity by even putting Brady in the discussion. We the the some of the Chuck listeners didn't get to hear provoke today. Unpack that further. Let's just end more light on a technical standpoint of football. Okay, so we're going to end where we began this morning, and that is let's have a little bit of fun here talking about football. Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. Yeah. So I for good friend of yours. Yeah. For I mean I still see him a good amount and talk to him all the time. Uh, he has every single thing. He every box checked off if you're looking at a quarterback you when you see these things on tv if you could build the ideal quarterback you'd have aaron Rodgers' yeah. release and tom brady's mind and russell wilson's leg they do all this stuff i think aaron you build aaron if you want to have a quarterback and it's not disparaging tom brady by anything i mean 
chances are Aaron's not going to have five rings like Tom Brady mm-hmm. has, so he deserves to, to be mm-hmm. there as the, the greatest of all time. But if you have to pick a guy, I'm picking Aaron all day. Not only First off, number one for me is super quick release. Gets rid of the ball so fast. Not only does he have a, a super short motion, he has a rocket arm, but his decision-making makes it that much quicker than everybody else yeah. in the NFL because he knows what the defense is doing. He knows where he's going. His anticipation is off the charts. But his... His athletic ability is what sets him apart, I think. His ability – I've watched so many teams from the sidelines when our offense is on the field. They could be playing great defense against against Aaron in our offense, and there would always be a third and nine, third and 12 situation, and Aaron's by, going through all his progressions, his reads. He somehow scrambles out of it, makes a couple guys miss, and he runs – say it's third and nine, he gets 10 yards. And it's just a backbreaker to the defense. Yeah. And he, the – when you have that on the table at all times, I mean, chances are Tom Brady's not going to do that. Right. He has to beat right. you through there. Right. Aaron can beat you so many different ways. Yeah. Not only does do yes, does your offense convert that third down and keep the ball moving, but it's, it's such a mental drain on a team at, from the everyone on the field is on the, that defense, but the coaches too. Like, what do we, what can we do to stop? How do we get off the field ever with this guy? And it's almost like you've won right there when one play like that happens. And I saw it happen a million times. That's what you think of when you think of him. I think of him third and nine. He steps up in the pocket and he does one of these yeah. sidearms, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh my gosh, that's like because you do as a defense. You're like, what 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 can we do? I've been there on a defense where. We've been carved up by Tom Brady a few times. My rookie year, we played the Patriots, and it was like they were playing on air. Like we weren't even on the field as a defense, mm. and we were like, "What? I don't. What can we do? This guy is this oh, guy's god. How he's throwing the ball around. <laughs> it's like we're not even on the field." And I know how defenses feel that way against Aaron a lot. Yeah, yeah. Your take as a quarterback, yeah. well, right? As, as a quarterback, it's interesting. I'm very lucky because of AJ to get to spend some time with him out off the field. We've played you know rounds of golf with him. We stay in the same house with him when we go to Tahoe every when, summer. When AJ. T- Tackles people yes, on the celebrity yeah, same circuit. Thing, yeah, uh, same Aaron's thing. there. He's too. there. Yeah. So <laughs> you're not, awesome. Are you going to keep that tradition going? By the way, yeah, I, don't I think know. that <laughs> it I don't got think rough so. a couple of years. The NBC's you might kill worried. someone. <laughs> yeah, <they're laughs> he's hit a pretty hard. Talk about your kids. Yeah, why you impress yeah. yeah. like, You got to watch the celebrity in Tahoe this year. See if AJ Hawk continues the tradition of nearly killing someone. But you're holding back. That's the other thing. You're actually holding back. He's a big kid though. Like same kid I tackle every year. But. Anyway, it's interesting to kind of peek behind the curtain a little bit and see what he's like. Let's say when we're playing a board game, we're playing catchphrase. And Aaron, what I think is different is between the ears. He's so smart. And Age mentioned this too. He's got amazing recall. So you ask him about specific plays in high school and he can talk about what the defense mm-hmm. was doing. There's great videos on you could YouTube some of the ways that he views from the, the instant the play is over to what's going to happen the next play. And I use as an example sometimes when I give speeches about this is what it means to get the reps and to do the prep is because this is this is how the game can slow down and you can see it. So mentally, I think he's maybe without Pierre, Tom Brady could be close, but I think without Pierre, he's so smart. And then you combine that with all of the, the physical aspects of his game. Uh, it's, it's, it's just amazing. It's beautiful to watch. We're lucky to get to see it. And it's funny what we, and then you go on the golf course with him and he shows what type of athlete he is. He shot 70 the round. He made eight birdies. I remember that round. We played a couple times together, like a legitimate real Seriously. golfer. And, but he, but the, the funny thing is right. Just two or three years before that, he probably shot 85 to 90. He got a 
coach and he worked on it and he became a great broke it down right, probably right and he got you know he had access to some of the best coaches yeah, in the world sure. but still it's not it's hard to kind of carve 15 yeah. strokes off a golf game so i think that's what's kind of shows like okay i understand the mechanics and getting a coach and the value of that and said all right i'm going to go at this and it, and, it, and it made a difference i love that the the you know the you go from unconscious incompetence to conscious incompetence to conscious competence to unconscious in uh, unconscious competence and that's where he's at obviously how long does it take an nfl quarterback to get to that play generally speaking of unconscious competence where he's there's so many reps that he's just ripping it off a lot of guys don't get there mm-hmm. they I mean, don't that's do the they? thing you yeah the the Elite game changers, they get That's there. What they, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Ben. I've, I believe those guys are there. Obviously, Aaron, but it's it, there's not a whole lot of them. And, and when you when Ryan was saying that, explaining the the mental part of that's just it's unbelievable the the recall that Aaron has on certain plays. And then I, I like to ask him now as a broadcaster, like, what do you what as a quarterback? What's tough for you for a defense? I would always ask him that too when we were playing. Like, what do you what do you hate that when a defense? does this what's what's the most annoying for you what's the toughest for you to handle and i asked him that now as a broadcaster too i want to be yeah. able to explain yeah. what quarterbacks like and don't want to face but i think they're playing so far ahead of the game like that video that ryan referenced of aaron talking about exactly what happens from the second this play ends to the next one it's really cool to see what goes through his head and I don't think there's many guys like that around the world I definitely not there, there may be one or two others in the NFL that have that but they're not they're, in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, they're not. Maybe this year, next year. Yeah. A bunch of guys that That's what worries me about Deshaun, Kaiser, is it yeah. just doesn't Some guys like, are just out there playing. Yeah. It, it's like any like they're just there relying on your athletic ability and what, yeah, you can you can go up, you can flash for a few plays, a few games that way, but you're never going to be consistently great and that's why those guys are great. Baker Mayfield is going up it seems like in people's esteem with this year's draft because of the some of those competitive aspects, mm-hmm. his ability to process. Is there anybody you guys see just looking at it? I'm, I'm I don't know, I'm not assuming you've studied tape or anything, but of those quarterbacks that are looked at this year in the draft. You know, Aaron fell to what 22. 20, 22, 24. 20, yeah. Like that, how did he fall that much? How does a teams, guy like that fall? I mean, why was Tom Brady a sixth or seventh? Yeah, exactly. No one knows. Exactly. They, yeah. And with quarterbacks, too, if, if these teams don't need a quarterback, they're not going to draft you. Even if you're yeah. Jesus Christ, they're not going to draft you at quarterback. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they, who this year. Hardy had a hell of an arm, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had the mental game down, too. <laughs> <laughs> you got to find a way to get some cleats on the bottom of those sandals. Yeah. <laughs> Omnipresent <laughs> impressions. Yeah. I, well, know, I know what you and guys he knew are how to do. He, he, he knew how to escape water. You know what I mean? So, you know, he had that going for him. Inclement <laughs> weather. Problem. They have no chance. You're right. Uh, I think the Browns are going to draft Sam Darnold. I, I love Sam Darnold. I do, I was, too. I like him. I was able to be out. My brother-in-law was calling the game. The first game that Sam Darnold started was a game I actually did as an audition for Fox. I was there calling it for Fox's cameras. Not that it didn't go over to TV. It was like an audition tape for them. And it was Sam's first start. And he was unbelievable. And we got to talk to the coaches before the game, the players, and they just loved his mindset, his how laid back he is, how he makes everyone feel comfortable around him. And I, I think that coupled with his physical ability, he's he's athletic, he has a good enough arm. I think he has the total package to where you feel like there's going to be some ups and downs, especially if he goes to Cleveland. Can you handle it? And the other three quarterbacks, I, they probably can't handle it. I love Baker Mayfield too, by the way. But 
I think you feel really confident in Sam Darnold, the mental capacity that he has, that it's not going to get him down. His confidence will not be shot. He'll See, be that's, fine. See, that's what I like, is that the other quarterback in L.A. there, nobody came to his birthday party that were his teammates, mm-hmm. and that worries me. Yeah. Hmm. You know, like you were talking about a, the brawl, mm-hmm. the seven-on-seven brawl. Mm-hmm. What I, when I'm listening, I'm listening to you, Ryan, say, as a quarterback, I wanted to be in there. I wouldn't touch a quarterback who's nobody on his team came to his birthday party mm-hmm. if he had – you know, if he had Brett Favre's arm, I wouldn't touch him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Although Saquon Barkley looks pretty good. I know. You watch the so combo. here's, I, I probably, I probably, <laughs> I'd take Saquon at one, and I would take try to get Darnold at four. If he's there, if he's still, there, if he's still there, Barkley's not going to be That's at the, four. No. If they wait no. till four, he's no, not they, be. I don't know if Darnold will be either. Yeah. Though I don't know. So we have ended now with the Cleveland Browns, and we want to have some hope there, Oz. So you know, AJ or you just take quarterback in both spots. What with their odds? You know, that may be the. Hey, thanks for joining us for Chuck today, and again, we want to thank Ryan and AJ Hawk for being with us today. Uh, Just could talk about football with them all day long, but they have places to go and people to see. So thank you. We'll see you next week on Checked. Thanks, guys. Thanks.